Looking for your next spot out with family or friends? Whether you're on the east side, downtown, in Fitchburg, or at Hilldale, you're sure to enjoy one of Madison's favorite traditions. Great Dane Pub and Brewing Company, Madison's home for craft beer and pub food since 1994. Everybody, huddle up! Live from the Great Dane Pub and Brewing Company, this is the Great Dane Huddle on 100.5 ESPN. With former Badger and NFL punter Brad Nortman. And Nortman is a fit! Great call and great execution! Not a Hawkeye in sight! Here's Alex Strofe. The Great Dane Huddle live from the Great Dane Pub and Brewing Company in the Hilldale area of Madison. How you doing, everybody? Hope you're having a, well, depending on when you're listening, fantastic Monday night, fantastic Tuesday night. I'm Alex Strofe alongside the offensive weapon, the Badger legend, the former NFL punter, the brilliant mind, Brad Nortman, with me. And Brad, nothing to talk about at all tonight, as uh, Brian Gutekunst certainly not making any headlines. It's amazing how this thing continues to twist and turn. I was ready to talk about Badgers NIT, NCAA tournament, and here we go, served on a platter. More drama, more he said, she said. I don't know what's going to happen next between these two. It's the ultimate chess match, and um, I... I wasn't sure what Goody was going to say. I don't even know what truth is. I'm glad he came out and defended his stance a little bit. We're, we're, We're operating where... Aaron says something, Goody says something. It doesn't even sound like they're close to one another on what actually happened. No, you're totally right about that. But I will say the thing, and we will hear from Goody in just a second here on the Great Dane Huddle. I am so happy that Brian Gutekunst has shown off the fact that he actually has cojones and is willing to take the narrative back, right? Aaron Rodgers has been spewing his narrative consistently for the last two years on the Pat McAfee show where he receives no pushback and no real questions outside of maybe the one A.J. Hawk asks on a a weekly basis. Now Goody is coming out to tell his side and the Packers' side of the story, and it makes it seem, hey, maybe Aaron isn't as innocent as he is claiming to be. Well, and the Packers, it's it's their narrative, it's their culture to just be buttoned up, right? We're not going to sink to those levels. We're going to be the grown-ups in the room. We're going to be the establishment that makes the sound decision, and we're not going to go there. It seems like Aaron forced their card a little bit. With everything he was saying on Pat McAfee, a response was required. Yeah. And I was wondering, are we going to get the classic company line saying, hey, you know, we're trying to work everything out for best parties involved. This is ongoing. But you know what? Doc, you know, the, the, the Dockers that Gutekunst usually wears, kind of just buttoned up, tucked in shirt. Yep. He let his hair down, and he just, he just <laughs> went to party. He said, you know what? This is how it's going to be, Aaron Rodgers. I'm going to make sure I get my piece as well. And I love the fact that this trade hasn't been finalized yet, right? Aaron Rodgers, as of right now, Brad, is still a Green Bay Packer, and his general manager is saying, eh, what he's saying ain't totally true. Let's hear from Brian Gutekunst. His back and forth here with Matt Schneidman, who does a great job covering the Packers for the Athletic. You'll hear Matt ask a couple questions in this clip to Brian Gutekunst, and his response, well, you got to hear it to believe it. Everything you and Aaron did to, I don't want to say repair the relationship in the last two years after he, you know, said everything he did a couple years ago. Then he comes out a couple weeks ago and says you basically went behind his back to shop him and he didn't seem too pleased from your perspective. How did the last couple months kind of transpire? Yeah, I didn't really take his comments like that and it's certainly not true. I mean, I think 
you know, as we got out of the off season or after the season, and we, we had a good conversation, um, and then you know we're, we're going to have some follow up conversations. And our inability to reach him or for him to respond in any way, I think at that point, then we just kind of had to, we had to, I had to do my job and kind of reach out and understanding that a trade could be possible uh, and see who was interested, but the shopping was never really part of that. So, so when you gave him that contract extension, you've said publicly your intention was for him to not just play last season, to play beyond right. that. At what point did it shift to, okay, we need to move on? Yeah, I think so. I think obviously it was a disappointing season, right? And you come out of the season, you have a lot of conversations not only with Aaron, but with uh, the rest of the team, coaches, and everybody. And as you go through that process, you kind of get an idea of where you're going to move to, you know, as a team, how you're going to go forward. And I think I was really looking forward to the conversations with Aaron to see how he fit into that. Uh, those never transpired, so I, you know, there, there came a time where we kind of had to we had to make some, you know, decisions. So we went through his representatives to try to kind of talk to him where we were going with our team. And at that point, um, you know, they informed us they would like to, to be traded to the Jets. But, but you just said you, you did try and reach out to have those conversations oh, yeah, many times. Okay. our inability to reach him or for him to respond in any way i think at that point i had to do my job packers general manager brian gutekunst pulling no punches when it comes to his response to the packers quarterback aaron Rodgers. and you hear the claps in the background as our great producer alex gravatt plays he's impressed uh, by brian gutekunst and i think we're all in agreement I didn't expect Brian Gutekunst to come out and say anything of substance at the NFL owners' meetings down in Arizona this week. And like I said, he pulled no punches. He's saying, yeah, Aaron certainly didn't make this easy, so I had to do my job. And he certainly has. That's that's right. And, you know, I, I was expecting no comment as what you were talking about, Alex, yeah. because this game of leverage still exists. Like you said, Aaron is still a Packer. And that's what's just so strange about a GM talking about his quarterback. Such a weird moment of limbo. And everybody knows Aaron does not want to be on the roster. Packers don't want to be on the roster. The Jets want him. But yet, nothing official has been done. So I thought he was going to avoid it at all costs just to make sure there's been no ripple effect in the trade, in the leverage, in how that might unfold so that the Packers get the most they possibly can. To, to show no sign of impatience, frustration, or anger. And I heard impatience, frustration, <laughs> and anger from Brian Gutekunst. Yeah. And you know what? It's almost like, you know, Rogers is saying, it's your fault, I'm the victim. And it was, it's almost like now Goody is saying, you know what? We tried our best. I don't know what more you want from us. It, it does seem like there is a divergence between the two, right? And it's almost like, you know, I love my relationship analogies. It's almost you like uh, there, a breakup occurred, and behind closed doors, I said, you know what? Let's just be civil. Let's be civil. I don't want this to get messy. We can make this be clean, right? We can go our separate ways. But one of the couples then, one of the two, comes out and starts airing dirty laundry. And then Goody is like, wait a minute. Right. We agreed that this was going to be civil. What are you talking about? So, you know, because Goody's had more opportunities for public appearances, whether it be the draft or yeah. what have you. And he's remained very civil and very above board with it. So it's, um, I don't know who to believe. Who do you believe, Alex Strofe? Uh, I lean more Brian Gutekunst. I, I don't think he has anything to gain by lying, right? Yeah. And, and while I do think Aaron Rodgers does, and that's the public perception. That's him heading to a, a new city with a new fan base, and he wants them to like him, right? And he has consistently, I don't want to use the term played the victim, because I do think there's a little bit, uh, there, there's some scenarios in which the situation was unfair to a four-time MVP quarterback, uh, and that dates back to when he was only a two-time MVP quarterback, and they traded up to draft his replacement. But I want to I take a stroll down memory lane, if you don't mind, Brad. Please. I just want to do a short 
uh, you know, a revisionist history, if you will, of the timeline over the course of the last few months of how we've gotten to Brian Gutekunst coming out and saying he didn't want to respond to any of my phone calls, essentially, right? So let's go back all the way to January 8th when the Packers lose to the Detroit Lions at Lambeau Field to end their season 8-9, and nine, and they miss the playoffs. Aaron Rodgers, after that game, said in order for him to return to Green Bay, there needed to be mutual desire. That was the term he chose, and we all thought that was a very interesting term. And he made it seem right there in that moment that, hey, maybe the Packers won't want me. Mm-hmm. And now, and he went on the Pat McAfee show, and I'm skipping a bunch of time here, but he went on the Pat McAfee show, I think it was three weeks ago at this point, and said, there was no conversations with me. I wanted the Packers to have conversations with me. They really didn't. And then they allowed for me to, to speak with the Jets. Now, Brian Gutekunst say, coming out and saying, we reached out to him. He wasn't responding to us, and I had to do my job. So... That's why I lean more Goody is because Rodgers does have the tendency to ignore some of the crucial details. He has in the past as well, and you can pick out several examples, whether that be the I'm immunized, not vaccinated. If you want to pull out uh, last year, right, the, the offseason before the con- or when the contract was announced, it was announced he was having or would be signing an extension, he came out and picked the most minute details to nitpick, right, when it came to the exact compensation that came out. Even a few weeks ago on the Pat McAfee show, Diana Rossini saying that he uh, you know, gave the Jets a wish list of players they would like him, them to go out and sign. He said, I didn't make any demands, right? So Aaron Rodgers has a tendency to nitpick the most not minute details, but now Brian Gutekunst is saying, wait a minute, that narrative is not correct. Let me rewrite history a little bit so we're all on the same page. And as a Packers fan, I respect that from our general manager, Brian Gutekunst. Absolutely. I mean, the Packers are in a position where there's no owner. Uh, The Packers quarterback tends to be the strongest voice, most popular figure in the whole organization. So I I feel like when it was Ted Thompson before and now Brian Gutekunst, you're in a position of disadvantage a little bit because you don't have the protection of an owner, protection of a a figurehead bigger than the quarterback and bigger than you to fall on. So – it was a moment for him to step up and, and say it. And the, the thing I find ultra interesting is I was curious how Packer fans gonna re, were going to respond to Aaron Rodgers on the Pat McAfee show. Yeah. Right? Are they going to have sympathy for him? Are they going to change their feeling? I got the impression that fans were as much ready to move on from him as before, maybe more so. So that's where I felt like Goody could just go and say with the company line and the, still the majority of Packer fans would be behind him. He didn't need to say this because the fans were already behind him. The fans were already has his back. Yeah. So he still doubled down, even with the fans' um, support, knowing he didn't need to go there, and he still went there. That's what gives me more confidence in Goody. He, I think Rodgers was in a position where he felt like he was being attacked, slander, disrespected, chip on his shoulder, the whole thing, right? So he came out very strong on the Pat McAfee show, made some very strong claims. And as far as Goody is concerned, because I felt like he was in a position where he needed to defend himself. Goody didn't need to defend himself at all. He was already hanging out above board, and the fans were already on his side. So because of that, what was his motivation to say this? He really didn't. Purely the truth would be the only thing that I can think of. Yeah, where I it's think like that's I, can, I cannot live and not let this go uncalled for. So he, he had to call it well, out. Well, you've got to think about it this way, Brad, right? Like, this is year three of the Aaron Rodgers saga, at least in terms of the offseason. But it, it is dragged into training camp, and, and et cetera. We've talked about it plenty on this show. Brian Gutekunst hasn't said anything outside of, we want him to be our quarterback. 
He signed him to an extension last season, and he said after that extension was signed, he wants him to be the Packers quarterback more than one season, right? So Goody's treated this situation. He's handled it with care, if you will, right, consistently. And now that we see the end is near and we know that Aaron Rodgers will be traded to the New York Jets, it's just a matter of when, it's time to take some swings and, and rewrite history a little bit because allegedly now from Brian Gutekunst's side of things, what Aaron Rodgers has been saying has not been 100% truthful. And I think you're right. He is on a search for the truth right now. <laughs> and that, that is why he's laying this out in Arizona. Well, and I think if, if the Packers wanted it out, but they wanted to make sure Goody was protected, or if he didn't feel very strongly about it. Yeah. But the Packers needed to defend their stance, hear this from Aaron Rodgers, and say, we can't stand for it. You could leak it, right? That's how they've done it in the past, right? All these various leaks, right? That's the common way for a team to do it. If, if something gets leaked out there, it's because somebody wants it leaked. And the team, team's constantly in players' camps, all that. They leak things out there. So they could have just leaked out there to whoever you want, Schefter or Rappaport or whoever you want it to be, to say, you know what? What Aaron Rodgers said, that's not exactly true. The Packers did try reaching out to him. But it could be unnamed sources. You don't have to put Goody's name behind it. But, man, for Goody to come out in front of the camera and yeah, say, I quote it. me on this. Quote me on this. We tried to reach out to him, and he didn't respond. And I think this goes back to the reports that when Rodgers signed the contract extension a year ago, they just gathered that he was checked out. He wasn't bought in. He wasn't the same guy that he was the previous seasons. And I'm not sure what changed. I really don't because he doesn't seem like the guy that would easily lose a chip on his shoulder. I know he's maybe descended into other things off the field that are a bit more uh, I'm a bit more like unfamiliar with, and, and that I don't remember being a storyline before a year or so ago. But I don't know. He just doesn't seem like the same, the same completely locked-in killer like he was those years when he won the MVP. And those were the reports that they felt like in the building. And, yeah. and maybe this helped, where it's like, we can't even get a hold of the guy. The guy's clearly checked out. We have we have no other options. Man, I love your perspective. He's the uh, the, the six-year NFL vet uh, and former Badgers legend Brad Nortman and Alex Strofe. It is the great Dane Huddle on the radio side, on your Tuesday night, on the podcast side, on your Monday night, live from the Great Dane Pub and Brewing Company in the Hilldale area of Madison. The Great Dane Pub and Brewing Company, it rocks, man. Great beer, great food, four locations in the Madison area right here in Hilldale. There's a downtown location, one on the east side, and one down in Fitchburg. We rotate every week. We've been at all of them multiple times, and it is a party. I love my crop circle wheat. Brad, you're, you're an IPA guy, right? I am. You're, I am. you're the IPA and guy. I've, I've I've run through the gambit of it, and they're pretty darn good. And you're trying really you know, now. You're attempting to run through the gambit of the food menu as well. Listen to this. I'm trying to not do any repeats on the menu throughout all these nights. So I've hit I don't know maybe hit six or eight of them so yeah. far. And I got to say, it's hard to not go back. I want to go back to some of those favorites that no, I already too, had. Man. I'm just trucking through. And tonight I've got a pub burger with sweet potato fries. I'm excited for it. I'm I excited. love it. I'm getting a smash melt, which I'm very pumped about. That just oh, sounds delicious. I haven't had that before, but my go-to. The Nashville hot chicken sandwich. I oh. love that thing so much. One of the best hot chicken sandwiches I've had ever, let alone the best I've had in the Madison area. GreatDanePub.com is the website for the Great Dane Pub and Brewing Company. Four locations in the Madison area. We'll continue to pick the brilliant brain of Brad Nortman on this Aaron Rodgers, Brian Gutekunst saga. There's a new chapter, baby. We continue to talk about it next right here on the Great Dane Huddle. Great Dane Huddle rolling on live, a special Tuesday night radio edition. We're recording Monday night at the Great Dane Pub and Brewing Company in Hilldale. This on the radio side, 
I'm tanning in Fort Myers, Florida. I'm on spring break, baby. Lucky but you. Good to be with the brilliant mind, the uh, former NFL punter, former Badgers legend, still a Badgers legend, the brilliant mind of Brad Nortman. I'm Alex Strofe with you. Alex Gravatt doing a great job, as always, holding it down back at the ESPN Madison studio for us, reacting to everything Brian Gutekunst, the general manager of the Green Bay Packers, had to say down at the NFL owners meeting in Arizona. Uh, I want to read, we don't have the audio for these clips, so I'm going to read them to you, Brad, and I need to get your reaction. Two things for you. Here's Brian Gutekunst and Aaron Rodgers. Quote, Certainly whenever a player may have issues, you prefer that they talk to you directly and not do it in the media. But that's not necessarily the way he goes about it, and that's okay. End quote from the general manager, Brian Gutekunst. I'm going to change and translate the word okay to, and that pisses me off. Bingo. Bingo. You're spot on. Yep. You're spot on. I mean, look, and and he has a right to be pissed off. Mm -hmm. Because as I said a little bit earlier here on the Great Dane Huddle, Brian Gutekunst has kept his opinions and his lips sealed tight the last three years around this Aaron Rodgers saga. Everything he said has been respectful, was supportive, and was appreciative of everything Aaron Rodgers has done for this organization, which is where he should have lived the last three years. But now that the end is near, that the trade is impending and coming, it could be any hour, it could be any day, it could be any week, depending on on what the compensation is and when it's hashed out. Now that he knows the end is in sight, why hold back any shots at this point? And he's not getting too personal. He's not saying Aaron Rodgers is a bad dude. He's a bad leader. He should have shown up to OTAs. He's just saying, I wish the end would have gone a little bit better. And I wish we could have been a little bit more communicative between the two parties, the the front office and the star quarterback. And that wasn't the way it was. And that's okay, a.k.a. that pissed me (laughs) off. Right. I I just think that... The way, I said in the first segment, the way Packers do business, this is so unlike them. The way Rodgers goes about his business, the unfiltered, protected Pat McAfee show, and just even the the rhythms and the vibes that that he gives off are in total contrast to the way the Packers do things and run things. And when he, he wouldn't just go out and say that. Certainly, certainly, that's the other word I want to highlight. If I if I could draw this up, if we were going to talk about coming a man to man, certainly you want them to come to you and not the media. Nobody wants dirty laundry aired. I mean, think about that. Think about if the Packers have been trying to get a hold of him all off season, yeah, hadn't heard from him, and then they start to explore options, and then bam, Rogers goes on Pat McAfee show and says what he did. I would I would be living because you're trying to run a football team. It's a team. It's a group of men. It's a company, right? You're trying to lead and you're trying to develop players and culture and all this kind of stuff how can you possibly lead for anyone that's listening to this that's in charge of people that runs people that runs departments or groups whoever it looks like could you imagine trying to organize plan and corral a personality like Aaron Rodgers and how it would affect the team so I give them credit for just stepping ahead and just saying like you know what we are going to we're going to move forward. We're going to do a change of plan. I just wonder if going into the offseason, were they really thinking about sticking with him? And if he would have called them back and said, you know what, guys, I'm in, if they would have went along with it and said, okay, let's yeah. run it back. No. And I, I, actually, I actually think they would. I think if, if Rodgers would have went into the meeting after totally the Rodgers game it. and said, you know what, the season isn't what we wanted. I can be better. We can be better. I want to end. I want to end as a Packer, and I want to get a Super Bowl. I think they would say, "Let's go!" Hell yeah, let's, let's go! Let's ride, right? But you're dealing with such a mercurial person in Aaron Rodgers. How about that? 
mercurial. I have no idea what it means, but I think it's a great word. It means like shadowy. You can't figure them out. Yeah. You can't. I mean, and, and you just can't. So you don't know what he's going to do next. How can you possibly do that? And you, even if he was like this, which I don't remember him being like this five, ten years ago. Five. Yeah. yeah. You're right. Um. So I just think that they said, you know what? Enough's enough. We just have to move on. We cannot rely on him. Trust is so important in an NFL locker room, an NFL team. You can't trust him. And if you can't reach out to him and hear back and have a man-to-man conversation, and he's just going to air it on the Pat McAfee show to a half a million people watching, right. and then you know millions and millions of clicks, you cannot trust him. How can you possibly line up behind a quarterback you can't trust? No, you're, you're totally right, right? I mean, he is the face of your franchise. He is the guy that stirs, he's the straw that stirs the drink when it comes to the Green Bay Packers' success over the course of the last 15 seasons. Mm-hmm. And when he's going out and throwing shots at you on a weekly basis, there has to be a point where you cut it off. And Brian Gutekunst says he had to do his job in terms of parting ways, which officially hasn't happened yet, but unofficially has with the four-time MVP quarterback, Aaron Rodgers. It's it's really odd, Brad, because as you know, I'm, I'm, I'm born and raised in Green Bay. I'm a huge Packers fan, and I've struggled with this breakup. Yeah. I really have, right? Because at the end of the day, and this is what I've consistently said, is I care about winning, and I think Aaron Rodgers gives you the best chance to win. But now that I hear Brian Gutekunst's side of the story, I'm more inclined to say, hey, maybe the decision is right to move on. And, I, and by all means, this is not a shot at Jordan Love, right? I'm no. excited to see what he has. I hope he can turn into the third straight Hall of Fame quarterback for the Packers. While the odds aren't likely that happens, I, I, I'm excited to see. I'm excited for a new era. I'm excited to go into a season with no idea what to expect, which has not been the case the last 30 years for the Packers, right? You always expect to win the division, be a playoff team, be one of the top teams in the NFC. 2023, I have no idea what the hell to expect, and that's fun in in a different way. You know, I believe that Aaron Rodgers is proving to the Packers why they're making the right decision and moving on. I, I think you're right. And every time that he's caught in a lie... He's caught looking like a victim. Every it, it seems like the more that comes out, the worse it looks on Rodgers. And I, you're not going to win with him. He's going to make amazing passes. Yeah. And he's going to make some things look beautiful. But you will not win a Super Bowl with this version of Aaron Rodgers. Okay? 2020, 2021. Yes, chip on his shoulder, but a bit more bought in, a bit playing at a higher level, seemingly more brotherhood in the locker room. Those were the closest chances, and then his, you know, his greatness before then. This version of Aaron Rodgers, you cannot win with him, at least with the Packers, because he doesn't trust you either. No, you're, so, you're spot on with so that. So you've you've wrung out all that you can get out of Aaron Rodgers, and that's great. And we had a great run with him, and it's just it's just time. And now is the time to leave. And would you have loved to have known this a year ago and maybe not extended him and traded him and getting a King's ransom? Duh. You would have loved that. But the reality is, okay, now you know. Usually these things go a year longer than a year, a year early. And it's just making the Packers' decision so much easier, so much easier. They're going to be so happy to get this guy out of their hair. I am terribly impressed with Brian Gutekunst and the way he handled his media availability at the NFL owners meeting down in Arizona. How are you feeling? Our Great Dane Pub poll is in the field at ESPN Madison on Twitter. Are you happy with the way Brian Gutekunst handled everything down at the owners meeting? It, it sounds better than that on Twitter, but you get the point of the question. Yes or no? Are you happy with Brian Gutekunst's comments at the NFL owners meeting down in Arizona? Brad, I would assume you're yes. I am. I'm proud of him. That took some that took some balls to yeah, do that. It took really some cojones. Did. And that's not his personality. You can tell. You can tell the dude's a scout. 
He's a film guy. He's not a get in front of the media, make waves guy. He was probably very uncomfortable doing it, but you could tell there is some conviction behind his voice. So I give him a ton of credit. How about this note from Matt Schneidman of The Athletic, who uh, broke the rules by live tweeting uh, Brian Gutekunst's session. I guess the Packers PR told him not to do that, and he did it anyway. But he tweeted this, in an ironic twist, two head coaches who walked right by Brian Gutekunst and those of us surrounding him as he talked just now, Mike McCarthy and Robert Sala, both of whom smiled as they looked over. Mike McCarthy, obviously the former Packers head coach, currently the head coach of the Cowboys, and Robert Sala, the head coach of the Jets. What do you think Mike McCarthy was telling Robert Sala as they walked by? Good luck with the guy. Yeah, good but luck. You know what? If he's going to be there for a year, maybe two, and he's got a chip on his shoulder, I think it'll be easy. For, yeah, that's no problems. No, I, I actually think, and this is, like, I like Rodgers, right? Now, I, don't, I really was never bothered by the Pat McAfee comments. I'm bothered by the inaccuracies of what Brian Gutekunst is yeah. telling is true. But I, I think a change of scenery is a really good idea for him right now, right? And, and he'll come back. He's, he'll get his jersey retired. He'll retire a Packer. He'll go into the Hall of Fame as a Packer. But a change of scenery seems like the perfect idea for him at this point. There's a reason why these great quarterbacks do this, right? They want to keep playing. They still have a level of greatness. And the team does need to start thinking about the team and the future at some point. And it can make for a really interesting and a really complete second act for both of them. So I really do think that the Jets are a really good fit for, for Rodgers. And it's time for the Packers to move on. That's okay. It's just, it's just unfortunate for the whole narrative that it had to be with drama. Yeah, no, you're right about that. Uh, real quick, in like two minutes or less, Brad, uh, you use the term second act. And I kind of want to ask, who do you think the second act will be? Who, who will be more successful in the second act? Will it be the Packers regime, Brian Gutekunst, Matt LaFleur and company? Or will it be Aaron Rodgers? Now, in a Rodgers' second act will be much more short-lived, likely, than the Packers' second act. Because I, I think LaFleur and Goody are both safe for at least two years, right? If the next two years go absolutely awful, we're talking 3-14, and 14, then they're probably done after the 24th season. But I don't think that's what's going to happen. And Rodgers, it's, it's a year or two probably maximum in New York. But who do you think will have a more successful second act? Well, I, I have to start with what I think the Jets are going to do and compare the Packers against that. I think with Aaron Rodgers, they make the playoffs. Probably don't win the division, but they make the playoffs. Maybe win a game. Yeah. Or two over the next couple of years. I think that I think that's reasonable. I don't think they're a playoff team. I don't think they're an AFC championship team, particularly in the AFC, which is an absolutely stacked. stacked so stacked. So if 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 Love and the Packers over the next five years can get to the playoffs twice, maybe three times, win win one or two playoff games and that's an equal, I would say I would say the Packers are gonna have more success. I love that answer, and I do not feel like picking a side right now. I'm going to be honest with you. Uh, I think Don't be a fence-sitter, Alex. I, I, I won't be a fence-sitter. I agree <laughs> with you. I think it will be the Packers just because they'll have a longer yeah. tenure, right? They'll have more opportunity to be successful. While I do think, though, Brad, I, I do disagree with you, I, I think with Rodgers, the Jets can compete for an AFC East title. I know how good the Bills are. I know how stacked the Dolphins are. And you never know, but it's Bill Belichick and the Patriots. I can never count them out. It's going to be the AFC West of last year, the AFC East this upcoming season. Uh, but I, I, I think even if they don't win the division, they're a playoff team. They can probably make a run. And Aaron Rodgers with a chip on his shoulder, man, it is hard to pick against him, even though he hasn't in the last 12 years been able to get it done in the playoffs. It will be really fun to see Broadway Aaron uh, wearing maybe number 12 after Broadway Joe Wild. out in New York. Uh, we will see as the saga rolls 
on. Coming up next on the Great Dane Huddle, I'm Alex Stroke, Brad Norman with me. We play ESPN Madison's most fascinating segment with its most fascinating producer. It's time to play Gmail after this. Alex Gravata, producer back in the ESPN Madison studio, gets tons of emails every week. Uh, we'll dive through some of them and answer the questions. Everybody's asking Alex. That's next. It's Gmail on the Great Dane Huddle. The Great Dane Huddle rolling on live from the Great Dane Pub and Brewing Company in the Hilldale area of Madison. I love all four locations. I love, I love our setup here. We get our own little mm-hmm. stage. It's the back bar. People are hanging out, drinking beer, listening to us, listening to music, watching the Bucks game on the TV uh, as we are live on a Monday night. You might be hearing this on Tuesday night here on ESPN Madison. I'm Alex Strofe alongside the brilliant mind, the Badger legend, the six-year NFL vet, the great Brad Nortman with me, as always. And, Brad, we just got done hashing out this Brian Gutekunst stuff. I mean, spicy, oh. spicy, spicy. How about that breaking about 20 minutes before our show? Yeah, perfect. We'll dive right in, baby. Brian Gutekunst understands content. And he understands we needed it tonight uh, as he gets us ready uh, for what is going to be another fun week of the Aaron Rodgers saga. It is time now to get to the my favorite segment we do each week, not even on the show on ESPN Madison. Uh, we have dubbed him the most interesting producer on ESPN Wisconsin. His name is Alex Gravatt. It is time now to answer some of the emails he gets. I tell you, they're totally real. It is time for Gmail. You've got mail. As Strophy was alluding to, I get plenty of emails every day. I send lots of emails for work, so I'm just yeah, I'm always on yeah. there. And somehow everyone just seems to have my email. Uh, so first we're going to go with Kyle in Boston. And Kyle in Boston Kyle. was apparently at a bar having a great debate, and he, he was curious on your takes. If you both were single men, would you date Taylor Swift? Brad, let's start with you. Wow, I gotta put myself in a totally different. I've been yeah. a single man, a single man in like 13 years. Um, Good for you. Would I date Taylor Swift as is, like famous version, or like just? I think fame has to be included. No, I really. I, yeah, I don't. I don't think I'd want that. I don't. You have to be the just, famous one in the relationship. No. Ah! That. Okay, that's funny. That is funny. Singer. I think there's a I, there's too much fame. I think it's really, really, really hard to be normal, live any sort of normal life at her level of fame. And so for me to get swept up in it, it's not my personality. You're not. I'm not into it. Yeah, it's a horrible it. it's a horrible take. It's a no-brainer yes for me. Um, <laughs> and no disrespect to Taylor. She's beautiful, she's talented, all that kind of stuff. Just the fame. I just not into it. I don't want to be I don't want to be that level of fame. No, because uh, here's the thing, right? If things go well, n- number one, it's it's un- unbelievable amounts of money and fame and you're good for life. Your kids are good for life. Your grandkids are good for life. She's one of the most, if not the most, famous musician of the 21st century. The other half of that is if things go poorly, you will be forever famous in terms of her next hit album. Oh, that's a good point. And I've been obsessed recently with the song I Forgot You Existed by Taylor Swift 2019 smash hit. Um, Imagine if that song was about Alex Stroh. Would you try to make the breakup so heinous that yes. it is, it is a, it's one of her top five hits of all time? Now, I don't want you to look at me as a toxic guy, Brad. <laughs> no. But the answer is yes you. here. The answer is no, yes. Purely, purely for her fans it, to connect it, it, with I'm a doing great a, I'm doing her a favor. Exactly now, this is right. called gaslighting. I'm yeah. doing her a favor by making it the worst breakup of her yes. life. Right? Who else has she been in a relationship with, G? You would know this. Um, uh, the Hemsworth. What, Liam Hemsworth? Yes. Yep. yep. 
I, uh, uh, John Mayer. John Mayer. Right? So, like, screw all those guys. Jake Gyllenhaal, maybe? Sure, Jake Gyllenhaal, maybe. Yeah, I don't even know if that's accurate, yeah. but why not? He's losing uh, um, But I view this as these guys would have nothing on my breakup. I mean, she, I might need oh to, get, I, I don't want to take this too far by saying she may need a restraining order. Cause I don't think I would like <laughs> go, go to her house or anything, but like, I would not let her live down the great memories we have. Wow. And so, uh, we you are never, sure she remembers, right. We are never, Strait. ever getting back together about me. <laughs> I forgot that you existed about me. Right. Wow. So yeah, no, I, I would, uh, but no, hopefully things go well. Um, I'm already in love and in a three year long relationship with Look a different you. beautiful woman named Taylor. Yep. So, uh, I'm, I think I've met my Taylor quota for a while. Taylor life. Swift's got nothing on your Taylor. Yeah. You're absolutely correct on that front. But, uh, in the case that I was single and it was an opportunity, which it never would be in, in, in real life. Yes. The, the answer is yes. <laughs> You've got mail. All right. So sticking at the bar, something you see sometimes. Uh, we've got Cornelius and Texarkana. Cornelius. What a guy. Our favorite. Obviously calling in. Um, is it poor form to use a cell phone at the urinal? Alex, I feel like you've got feelings on this. Let me know. Yeah, I do. I do have feelings on this. So I am a habitual phone at the urinal user. However, <laughs> however, if there's somebody else in the bathroom, I won't do it. But... If I'm in there by myself, I will pull it out and I will, you know, look for Brian Gutekunst quotes. Or I will uh, respond to an email even sometimes. I know that's disgusting, but you don't need to know that. Don't email me. Well, (laughs) (laughs) I am Cordelius from Texarkana. (laughs) Spoiler alert. Uh, No, so I think if anybody else in the bathroom, yes, it's poor form. But if you're there by yourself, nobody else needs to know. Why, Why is someone else being there poor form? Uh, because you like they privacy, could, right? Because if there's two of urinals, right? I don't want them to think I'm taking a picture. Got it. While if there's the a divider, does that change it at all? No, I okay. still feel uncomfortable using it. So, yeah. like, if I'm in there by myself and somebody walks in, I'll put it away. Quick. Got it. See, I'm, I'm of the case where I'm going to the bathroom, I'm using the urinal, I'm relieving myself. It's a time of like reset, right? Reset. Let's see what's going on in the world. <laughs> check Twitter. Check the text Absolutely. messages. Let's just see what's going on. Let's do a full reset, a full physical and technological reset. So I'm okay with it. I yeah. will say if someone's there, it, it, okay, if there's no divider, I would be much more hesitant to bring it out. If there's a divider, I'll bring it lower than the divider. Okay, no that's problems. fair. That's fair. Uh, Real but, quick, before we move on, we're all in agreement in the stall. It's totally fine, right? Yeah, oh, 100%. Yeah, okay. for sure. All I've right. never used a phone at the toilet or at the urinal, though, so I'm... Shut up. Really? really? Yeah, no. I, what if I drop it? Well, it's a urinal. It drains. It wouldn't hold, get wet. Hold it off to the side, over your hip kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. right. That's correct. Yeah. You're missing out, man. You've Try got it. mail. All right, You're Logan and Duluth. <laughs> or no. Yeah, Logan and Duluth. There are... So... Giant squid are really interesting, right? But uh, sperm whales apparently can eat 350 (laughs) to 700 giant squid a day, which means that there's got to be hundreds of millions of giant squid in the sea. Are you more afraid of the sea now that you know that fact, Alex? Uh, I was already afraid of the sea, to be real honest with you. Yeah. Um, so you said this was a sperm whale that's eating how many? 350 squid a day? To 700, yeah. Yeah, that's an absurd amount. That's an impressive feat. Yeah. Uh, whales are, I mean, the largest mammals. I know uh, it's not the sperm whale, it's the great white whale. Uh, no, a blue whale. Blue whale. Biggest. Blue, blue whale. Biggest. Great. I just mixed up sharks sure and whales. You sure yeah. did. <laughs> you know what I meant. Yeah. Um, <laughs> 
God, I'm a genius. Uh, yeah, no, it, I was already afraid of the sea. So I guess no, not really. It doesn't make me more scared. Yeah, I mean the the sea is a very the deep sea, especially very scary out there. Um, man, that's a lot of giant squid. Giant squid are pretty massive to begin with. I don't need to know there's that many giant squid swimming about. But man, that's like I, I forget that these whales they're like floating skyscrapers. It's unbelievable. It's yeah. just I don't know floating sea, skyscrapers. I like that. I mean, it's what it's what it is. I don't know. I keep me close enough to shore. I'll I'll hang out on a boat. I'll have a drink. Don't take me out to sea, baby. They're Easy. like a floating <laughs> skyscraper. That is the insight you only get here on the Great Dane <laughs> Huddle. That's Gmail with the great Alex Gravat. All the emails he gets. Don't worry if you email them. We'll get to it next week as well. The brilliant mind of Brad Nortman and Alex Strofe. It is the Great Dane Huddle live from the Great Dane Pub and Brewing Company in the Hilldale area of Madison. i got to tell you quick about my friend Diamond Jim and the great team over at Condon Jewelers. The jeweler on the east side and the jeweler on your side. Look, I know uh, jewelry shopping for men, it is scary, right? We have no idea what the hell we're doing. But you know who does is Diamond Jim, the owner of the store, who's in the store every day, seven days a week. He's at Condon Jewelers over near the East Town Mall, ready to help you. Whether you're looking to take the next step in your relationship, whether you're just looking to treat yourself, right? Maybe you need a new watch or something. Diamond Jim has a great selection, and he's ready to help you get what fits you best. Go online, Condon Jeweler, that's singular, CondonJeweler.com, or head over to Condon Jewelers, the jeweler on the east side. The jeweler on your side. We will wrap up with a little b-ball talk. The Badgers playing in the NIT semifinals Tuesday night against North Texas, looking to punch their ticket to their first ever NIT championship game on Thursday. And the final four is set. The four seeds add up to 23. We'll dive into that next as we wrap up the Great Dane Huddle. Wrapping up the Great Dane Huddle live from the Great Dane Pub and Brewing Company at the Hilldale area of Madison. One of four great, great Dane locations. I'm Alex Strofe alongside Badgers legend, NFL alum, the great Brad Nortman with me. The brilliant mind of Brad Nortman, as well as Alex Gravatt holding it down for us back in the ESPN Madison studios. We have dove into Brian Gutekunst's comments down at the NFL owners meetings in Arizona, essentially saying, hey, Aaron Rodgers didn't pick up my phone calls. I had to do my job. And now uh, the Packers are going to be moving on from the four-time MVP quarterback, Cajones on Goody. Mm. I love it. I love, love it. it. I love it. Our poll is in the field at, on Twitter, at ESPN Madison. Are you happy with Brian Gutekunst's comments at the NFL owners meeting? Early return, 82% of people say, yes, oh. I am. Which is kind of what I expected when we put this poll out there, but... I wanted to see uh, who would say no. 19% of people right now saying no. Uh, that poll available for about another 24 hours on Twitter at ESPN Madison. Uh, I, I wanted to do more basketball today, Brad, given the fact that the Final Four now set in the NCAA tournament. The Badgers getting ready uh, tonight as you're hearing this on the radio side. Tomorrow night, if you're hearing this on the podcast side, for their NIT semifinal against the Mean Green of North Texas. One of the best mascot names in all of college sports, by the oh, way. Oh, it is. I love a unique name like that. Yeah. I love that. And Badgers are unique. They're the only they in Wisconsin, the only Badgers like team. It. There's enough Cougars out there right. and Tigers. Tigers, yeah. 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 And uh, so Badgers unique, but Mean Green very unique. Uh, the other two schools remaining, UAB and Utah Valley. 
I'd never heard of Utah Valley until this NIT tournament. Now they are in the semifinals out in Las Vegas. Uh, so the Badgers look at a punch. Their, well, this is the furthest they've ever been in the NIT in their first appearance since 1996. Uh, looking to punch their ticket to their first ever NIT championship game Thursday night, which you can watch on ESPN. Brad, let's just, let's just focus on this. I know it's not the NCAA tournament, but this is fun. And anybody that tells you this isn't fun is either a hater <laughs> or a liar or maybe both. I think this is fun, right? I know it's not the NCAA tournament. I know they're not in the final four of the NCAA tournament, but they are getting experience, a young team, and they're playing deep into March. That's all you can ask for. It's extra practices. It's extra games. It's extra reps for guys that uh, maybe all but Tyler Wall, and Tyler Wall could be returning, are going to be back next year. For those keeping score at home, only Big Ten teams still alive. Well How about said. that? Well said. You're totally right, though. I mean, it was easy to joke about the NIT and we're not going to the NCAA and all that kind of stuff and to sort of make a joke of it all. But to be quite honest, they've played they played pretty good basketball. Last game, when they were dealt with some adverse, adversity and they were down with you know three minutes to yeah. go, they were down big, a 13-4 to run to end the game to get a victory. I mean, talk about trying to instill resilience and excitement. And as a fan, I'm enjoying it. Any opportunity that I can see the Badgers is is better, right? The more, totally the better agree. for me. And you could look at these teams and say, okay, North Texas Mean Green, and then I said you got UAB and Utah Valley. Let's not forget North Texas, UAB finished second and third in the same conference, only to FAU, Florida Atlantic University, who is a Final Four team. In fact, North Texas. Lost to the FAU by four and then beat them by four throughout the season. So Look at this some, research. Some quality opponents, and I think this is good. It's entertaining. It's fun. It's a lot less stressful than the, than the NCAA. And darn it, they're getting great experience for a young team, and they're teaching some invaluable lessons along the way. So I think it's all good. I didn't think there was going to be a silver lining to this season. This deep run in the NIT oh, yeah, makes it dude. a major silver lining. Dude, look, I, the big gripe that I think all of us had with the Badgers late in the season was that they couldn't piece together back-to-back wins. They, they didn't do it before the NIT since December 30th and January 3rd. Mm-hmm. It had been over two full months since the Badgers had pieced together back-to-back wins. They've now won three in a row, heading into their semifinal game with, with North Texas. So, yeah, I'm fired up, man. It's good to see this team win, and it's good to see them play deep into March, even though it isn't in the NCAA tournament. We'd all... We'd all much preferred them being the final of four of the NCAA tournament, but here they are in the final four of the NIT. It's fun. Real quick, Brad, the final four in the NCAA tournament. No one seats, no two seats, no three seats. A four seed in UConn, two five seeds in Miami who will play UConn in San Diego State, and a nine seed, the aforementioned Florida Atlantic University, the alma mater of Jim Rutledge, oh, the nine seed, taking on San Diego State it. in the Final Four. He is He's eating it up, man. He is eating <laughs> it up. Um, now, my question to you is, do you lose interest given the fact that all these underdogs are still surviving and advancing here to the Final Four? I do lose interest. I do, too. I, do. I, I wish that I didn't because I want to root for the underdog. I want to root for the Cinderella story. But to me, the memorable ones are when the Blue Bloods are playing, are when the heavyweights are playing, and you get the best possible talent on the floor. You cannot take anything away from these teams and what they've been able to accomplish, but I'm guessing viewership's going to be down. I, I know I'm less interested. I'm, in fact, trying to find storylines that can – you know, pull me in to give yeah. me a rooting interest. And you can find them if you're willing to look hard enough. But, I mean, there's nothing like a Duke-UNC Final Four like last year. And Villanova versus Kansas, yeah, I mean, it was all blue un- unbelievable. Yeah, it was all blue blood. So I hate to say it, and it's great to see Cinderella's early, but 
Give me the top seeds early on. I hate to say it, but it's just true. No, I, I'm with you on that. I will say the UConn-Miami game does intrigue me. All right? I, I think those are two really solid programs who haven't been. I mean, Miami, this is their first ever Final Four. But UConn is a team that is borderline blue blood in the last 25 years. Yeah. And they're always fun, and they were a really fun team this year. I made the case before, or right when the bracket was released. I thought they were underseeded. I correctly picked them to the Final Four. That's the one That's the one. Uh, one I got correct was you. UConn in the Final Four. The other three... I had no freaking idea they were going to make it this far. Uh, the other game, though, FAU and San Diego State, like, that does nothing for me. No, it doesn't. FAU plays a fun style of basketball. They look fast. They look yeah, aggressive. They so between those two, I'll go, I'll, I would like to see FAU-UConn get a little uh, David versus Goliath. See what no happens. doubt about it. We will see what happens. We'll be with you next Monday night, right before the National Championship oh. game tips off. So uh, we will be with you next week and right after the Brewers' home opener as well. Big, Big Monday next week as we'll be back with you. He's Brad Norman. I'm Alex Strofe. A big thanks to Alex Gravatt back at the ESPN Madison studio and the Great Dane Pub and Brewing Company. This has been the Great Dane Huddle.